Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, 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 cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, there's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison, beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you, August 23rd, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Roll X. Roll Call. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning, August 23rd, 2022. Hope everybody's having a great start. Nick Roush, how are you? Um, uh, I'm doing well. Uh, a little unusual morning for me, but you know what? That's, that's when I'm at my best, just being unusual because... I'm an unusual guy. That's great to hear. I'd like to hear more about how you're unusual. We can get to that in hour number two. Justin, mm-hmm. how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Got lots of sleep last night. Got to play golf yesterday. I finally played Ooh. pretty dang well. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy today, even though I have to work. I wish, wish that wasn't the case, but don't we all? I, I, would, I would imagine so. So, uh, good stuff. Good to hear. Glad you were able to go out and, and hit the links despite your busy schedule. So it sounds like good good Mondays all around for yeah. the, the crew. Uh, we're back at it again. As always, we want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, 502-414-1450. This is Kentucky Roll Call. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. Replay of the show 9 to 11. And every day that you're going to be hearing us really through the remainder of August is one day closer to the start of the college football season, which does start this weekend. We got to wait a little bit longer for the cats, but Roush, you're going to not hear me say this uh, any less than a dozen times. We're getting closer. Oh yeah. Getting closer. It's the, the final days of talking season. We have the tonight and tomorrow, the final two training camp kind of media op opportunities uh we had uh, the first of two luncheons yesterday we'll get another one those luncheons really are the the, fi- the final boss and talking season i'm starting to look at gambling boards tj i'm gonna make a lot of wagers today some futures and uh start looking at week zero and week one it's, it's exciting it's exciting we're we're near the end of the road yeah i have to get some bets in for this weekend We'll get the picks of the week segment back going, probably start for next week. 
maybe do it out live at the Elk Run when we're doing the Big X Scramble, which is getting closer and closer. Had two teams enter yesterday. So, again, if you're really thinking about playing, you do not have many spots available whatsoever, um, which is cool. I never thought in a million <laughs> yeah. years we would get near the, the, the back end of this. But we are in year one with uh, kind of late planning and very excited. Everybody that signed up, I just looked at the email again, have one more signed up. So, again, that's one fewer team left available. And that will be September 2nd out at Elk Run. If you are familiar, somebody texted me yesterday. Uh, I was like, are you the number for the golf scramble foursome? I, it, it, yes, I am, and I was. But all you got to do really is email bigxscramble at yahoo.com. Bigxscramble at yahoo.com, and we'll get you in. You'll pay at the course. I've had a lot of people ask that. Uh, just like you're going to a regular tea time, except this is a shotgun start. So get there sometime during our radio show between 7 and 9. Pay, get that stuff taken care of, get, you know, get some goodies play uh practice some putting maybe hit some balls i don't know but if you get there right at like 8 50 or nine o'clock i hope there's not a long line of people looking to pay but you'll do it there and we'll get it all taken care of and it'll be just a a, a great time how'd so, that guy get your number that's what i that's what i don't know you what know how many people know. would want that uh not many mm, yeah <laughs> you not, ever not, been with him to a bar on a saturday night not that's, many that's true Hello. Have you ever been with me to a bar on a Saturday night? Uh, yeah, in back in college. Once or we, twice. We didn't go out <laughs> together in college. I would wouldn't give you the time of day, Buckaroo. No, we 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 drank. We had, we had some beers in Nashville at the SEC tournament once. So <laughs> once. You all that, that 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 we did we did do that. You're right about that. Uh, I think that was on a Thursday night though, so we won't call it the weekend. Um, who cares? Uh, all right, I want to talk about I want to talk about those scrimmages. Uh, I want to see what's going on with or the the not the scrimmages, the meetings, the luncheons. I should say. I was reading the word yeah. as I was talking about that. You were there yesterday. Answer what the people want to know. Was Roush fed? No. Wow. No one's for the media. No one's for the media today or no one's for the media on Wednesday. What will I do without my uh, piece of chicken, green beans, and red potatoes? I don't know. But it's um it's really, really a shot to to the media. They're trying to they're trying to scare us off, but damn it, I'm still gonna keep showing up and I'm still gonna be a professional J journalist. Well, good. I'm uh not good, actually. That's inexcusable. They didn't feed you. And here's the thing, too, is I was, um, I, 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 I came prepared not to eat. I ate relatively, like I, I had, you know, my breakfast at like 10, 10, 30. The luncheon was at noon. So it's like, I'll be fine, you know, getting through this. It should be no big deal. Uh, then everybody started getting served their food. And when you see hundreds of other people eating food, you just naturally, like, you're going to get hungry. Um, and, and it felt like there was more uh, butt slap in there, like, for me, like, uh, thanks to our sponsors. A lot of sponsorship thanks were being handed out. So I just kept smelling all of the good food. And to make matters worse, I, I don't know, I don't know what Lonnie did to sweeten up the staff or how this happened, but it was uh, a few TV people, 
me and Wani. And Wani was the only one that got food. Wani got food. Nobody else did. What the heck? Has Lonnie ever not gotten food at a press conference? Uh, I, I'd imagine not. I mean, if it's I'd, there, you might as well take a gander. I'd be more. I'd be more surprised to learn that that he didn't get food. Uh, I just that that that's almost a guarantee. And I haven't covered a media event in in years, so I'm glad that I'm glad that he was fed. Uh, so the, a lot of sponsor kissing. Mm-hmm. A lot of um, yep. Shout out to Central Bank. They did a lot of. Uh, but kissing there, it was pretty cool though. They, um, they, the Louisville Alumni Association gives out an annual award to like an esteemed Wildcat, and they were going to do it at the basketball game, but uh, Mike Pratt wasn't doing too hot, and they're like, okay, well, hopefully, he'll, you know, they, they were hoping he'd be better about this go around. Instead, his family was there to accept on his behalf, and there was some sadness, but there was also some. You know, some fun stories told. So that was uh, definitely tugged at the emotional heartstrings there um, because everybody loves Mike Pratt. There's there's not a – even at a football luncheon, we're in the middle of football school, basketball school, all this nonsense. Everybody everybody loves him, so Mike Pratt. And um, so it, it, it was a moment of sadness, but also there was a, a, a few jokes there. Like I, I think one of his uh, – like maybe a daughter-in-law wore a football school shirt as like a as like a punchline uh, to a joke. So um, Stoops is like, I I didn't say it. <laughs> I didn't say that. You're the one wearing the shirt. But um, it was uh, it, it was it was a nice event though. It was a nice event when Stoops finally got up there and talked for about 25 30 minutes. You know, TJ, we get a lot of the same stuff where I I hear him talk all the time, but not everybody's hearing him talk. Mm-hmm. So. Some of it's kind of repeated, but there were some other, you know, nuggets that he's going to be a little bit more forthcoming to a group full of alumni. Um, and that's, hey, this is my best recruiting class we've ever had. And they're on campus right now. We've got six or seven no-brainer guys that they're going to play. They're, they're, they're going to play this fall. They're that good. Love it. Love hearing it. Uh, he, he should be that open and honest with everybody, not just distinguished alumni. It seems to be uh, a big issue at UK, but that's how money works generally. So uh, not me to, to, to question the system. But I heard that he had to, he, he said something about Chris Rodriguez that I think was kind of newsworthy. Yep. In that, <laughs> Which it could it come back to exactly what you said yesterday. But he said a decision will be made on Chris Rodriguez next week. Yeah, he's going to tell us at that Monday press conference. So. Probably, and and I, I I couldn't help when I saw that quote. I was like, Rob's probably right. By telling us, it'll just be not on the depth chart. And <laughs> it'll probably just be like a week-to-week thing. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe next Monday at the luncheon previewing game week, which is so exciting. We're so close to that. He'll say, hey, he's not on the depth chart. Just check back next week. Maybe he will be. Maybe we won't be. I just I control what I'm being told to control. Or Roush, he could say, "Yeah, you'll notice he's not on the depth chart. He won't be for the next three weeks. A uh, little in-house suspension. He'll be back for week four. So that should solve the Chris Rodriguez questions moving forward. That's what I'm fingers crossed, hoping for. But I could certainly see it being the former as well. So a lot of the rationale behind coaches being, uh, I don't know, I don't shady is not the right word, but 
uh, mums the word on injuries. They don't want to give the other team an advantage, right? Is it is this like the one time that that's truly applicable? Is Florida not knowing if Chris Rodriguez is going to play? Well, I, you could make a case that it's applicable for a lot of games whenever it's a decent quality opponent and it's some way halfway decent, somebody halfway decent that we're talking about. But yeah, this will fall in line of we'll know, you won't know, prepare for it, don't prepare for it, prepare for it, waste time for it, he's not going to play, don't think he's going to play, don't spend a lot of time of it, boom, he goes out there and does play. Yeah, I could see a lot of gamesmanship going on with that, but that's going to that's gonna annoy people because it, it does in other sports. See, and here's the thing too, TJ. Uh, I ultimately don't think it – you can make a case that uh, it's better for Florida to not know if he's going to play. But I, I'm just of the belief that unless it's a quarterback, uh, for the most – a quarterback or like maybe it's somebody in the secondary and you know you're going to go after them all game. Uh, what does what a, a defense do to prepare in particular for one running back? You know, like I, in, in this case, what is it? Like the, Kentucky's going to run the same stuff with or without Chris Rodriguez. It's just a different person carrying the ball. And Florida doesn't have a person to simulate what Chris Rodriguez does. So ultimately, I don't think it really matters. And I think it would be better for the collective whole of the Big Blue Nation if we were able to just say what it was and move past it. But knowing Stoops, knowing the way he rolls, I could very well see him being the old school. Well, it's better off if Florida doesn't know if he's going to play or not. And that's And I'm okay with that. Somewhere along yeah. the lines, we, like, we want our cake and we want to eat it too. And as a fan and somebody else that does a radio show, probably nobody more so than, than me. But sometimes we forget, like, these coaches are paid millions and millions and millions of dollars, and they're not paid that much money to stand up there and look pretty. I promise you that. They're paid that much money to go win games. And if they feel like they have a competitive advantage, they shouldn't bend to the will of Joe Blow for Mount Sterling. You don't – like, it, there's bigger things than letting common fan – know something if you feel like it actually gives you an advantage. Uh, yes, in a perfect world, we'd know all the injury reports the second they happen, and it'd be clear as day. I do wish college football and college basketball would go more to a professional injury report status, but they don't. And if you can use it to your advantage, you use it to your advantage. I do think it matters whether or not Florida knows if Chris Rodriguez is playing or not playing. If there's any sort of cloud of he may or may not play. I think everybody's basically assuming you're not going to see Rodriguez in that Miami game. I think most people are assuming you're not going to see him in the Florida game either. But if there's a chance, Florida's going to compare for it. And if Florida has to prepare for it, that takes away from preparation in other instances. It gives them more to think about. And then you know what? If the game starts, Chris Rodriguez isn't dressed, Florida could instantly say, hey, remember we said that he may or may not play? He's not. Forget about everything here, there, and that. But in terms of short yardage situations, if Florida has to prepare for a Chris Rodriguez or not a Chris Rodriguez, it's a completely different game plan. And I think not even necessarily just on short yardage plays, but I think if you know Rodriguez isn't playing, if you're Florida, you're probably going to roll the dice and make some of the other running backs beat you, but you probably 
drop a few got more guys back into pass coverage. You you do quarterback spies more often. You make sure Will Levis isn't the legs that beat you. So I, I I disagree with you a little bit where I think it probably matters a little bit more than you're letting it out on. But I do agree with you that if Stoop sees it as an advantage not to say, he's going to take that advantage and, and and not say it. So we'll probably know next week that he's not playing for the Miami game and it'll probably be two – well, we'll probably have to go into the Saturday in the Swamp to know he's not playing in that Florida game. But time will tell. We'll see. Could be totally wrong about all that. But I agree with you, Stoops is going to try to use that to his advantage. The um, the the part that I didn't consider too, TJ, is it actually I was thinking more in basics, but situationally, you are right. Like, in fact, if you know Chris Rodriguez is in, you're probably not preparing for as many different plays and stuff in short yardage situation. Kentucky's going to have to get creative, yeah, to 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 get those extra yards. Because um, even though. Ramon Jefferson is built like a bowling ball. He isn't uh, Chris, you know, Chris can have three dudes on him and he's still going to get those three yards. I think he falls forward well, but it's not the same tackle breaking skill that Rodriguez has. So you're going to have to, you're, you're, you're exactly right on those short yardage situations. You're going to have to get more creative to, to be able to move those chains. Yeah, it'll and it's an offense that we really have. We have an idea of what it may look like, but we haven't seen it in practice whatsoever, uh, or against a competition that doesn't have an idea of what they may be going out there and doing. Then, let alone you do that offense without one of the best running backs in the SEC, and it's a that's a challenge for Florida. It's a challenge for Kentucky as well, but it, it will be a challenge for opposing defenses having to prepare for him, not prepare for him, not really know if he's going to be there or not be there. So, again, I would like to know. I wish they'd come out and just say it. However, I agree with Roush. If, if Stoop sees it as a benefit to make Florida have to prepare, not prepare, uh, that's going to that's gonna make things more challenging for him. And then we also have to remember, on the other end of the defense, it's 18 to 22-year-old guys. So if you have a week to prepare, and they may be getting – they may be implementing just some minor U.K. things, but I, I imagine the Gators are – are solely focused on Utah in a pretty big season opening game. But you get some right. linebackers back there. You get some secondary players. You get anybody on the defense. They're going to be thinking to themselves on a third and two, all right, I know if 24 was in there, what they would like to run or what we were told to be on a lookout for. I don't see them out there. I don't recognize a couple of those numbers back there. You got to remember that like it can be stra- it, it can be straining for a 62-year-old defensive coordinator that gets paid three million dollars a year imagine you're a 19 year old starting in your second college game as a red for red shirt freshman and you have two different game plans that were told to you throughout the week that matters it 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 can and that's why i think you see coaches be so close to the best with stuff like this Uh, it can be frustrating for us but it's just the reality of the sport the way it's set up right now roush yeah and and my my bigger thing too in in a lot of this stuff i I know uh, obviously it's more nuanced but like the big picture game plan stuff shouldn't dramatically change unless it's a quarterback change because like uh, i mean especially if that second guy too is more of a running type or something than what you're and they have to dramatically shift their offense but from a personnel standpoint some things a lot of things won't change from person to person like if uh, if UK goes from Dane Key to Chris Lewis, 
they're not going to change what they run offensively. You know what I mean? So I, I, I think in a lot of situations, it does get overblown. But when you have different players of different magnitude, that can change just how much you're either going to run the ball or how much you're going to blitz. Like uh, yesterday, uh, I, we, I believe we talked about it on the show, with Jordan Wright, that will change how Kentucky, if, if Jordan Wright can't play in week one, then that will change how they're, they're going to run more nickel. Like, just because they, uh, obviously, they, they like Keaton Wade, they like Tyrese Fierbury in their future. But how much are they going to play a base 3-4 with the true freshman in there? They will some. They're going to get him some reps. But I think that also means you, you, you do a lot more nickel than what you originally would expect. So it's, it's position to position, player to player. Um, so I... I get it, but I also uh, I also think coaches sometimes too just are the most paranoid people in America. Like any little thing, and they're like, "Oh no, John, Johnny so and so is going to find out." And if one play, if the the team the opponent gets a tip on one play, then God forbid, you know. And it's like, well, Jimmy's and Joe's still matter too. Like you you can't control everything, coach. Yeah. Uh... That that's why I wish it would change. And even in the NFL and NBA, you'll keep stuff close to the vest if you can. But you'll be fine. You'll get in trouble if you don't disclose injuries or you lie about this, that, or the other. So I wish that they would kind of transition to that. But until they do that, this is what we're going to deal with. And you're right, Roush. Stoops isn't alone in that philosophy as a coach, not wanting things to leak or crack. Sometimes it's probably a little much, but it's uh, football and sports. This is like a game of chess. You 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 want to you don't want to get exposed, not knowing what you're doing. And if you kind of keep things close to the vest, you be patient. Maybe the other person makes the mistake first, and you can jump on it. But uh, mm. it, it's it's fun just being able to talk about it with it being so close and and not like okay, it's June. I got to get through June. We got to get through July. We got to get through August. No, we got to get through this week. We'll get through next mm-hmm. week, and then it'll be Catter Day before you know it. Well, uh, there there is one funny example of the player sitting in and out, TJ, that I really it, – it went against me, uh, but I was happy to pay for the loss. So – and I, I believe I told this to you. I, I know I told it to my we, – we call ourselves the gambling group. Um, but last year before Purdue played Tennessee in the, the Music City Bowl, there was a lot of, will David Bell or Carl Loftus play? And I think a lot of people assume they wouldn't. And I saw Uncle Jeff at Christmas, and of course I had to ask him. And he was like, yeah, they're, they're, they're out. And there's a lot of guys that are going to be out. That just, you know, Milton Wright was one of them who couldn't get academically eligible. And so I told all my friends, like, guys, as much as I hate doing this, we got to fade Purdue. We got to fade Purdue. And for Purdue <laughs> ended up winning. Um, but – the thing was, is if we would have, if that would have been public knowledge, that would have greatly changed the gambling line. And I, and in that case, I might have been tempted to just sprinkle Purdue money line if they would have been, you know, six and a half point dogs instead of close to a pick em. That's the case where I, it would have been nice to not have the inside scoop and for it to just be public so I could just blindly bet with my heart and try to make some money. Instead, I tried to use my scoop and it backfired. Mm. To think mm. you're such a great gambler normally. 
that, that was actually one of my only big whiffs during bowl season. I do well during bowl season. And, hey, suck it to you, TJ, because we have the evidence on our, our win total bets. And what can I put some out there last night on our podcast? Last year, I gave out five. He gave out ten. He went eight and two, and I went four and one. So Damn. And my only miss was I bet ULM under one and a half wins just to, like, kind of be a jerk. <laughs> well, that's pretty good between you two. I, yeah. I, I'd hate to have to bring up last year's Picks of the Week record for oh, both man. you all, but uh, that's great that in other areas you guys are really excelling. My Picks of the Week, too, that was uh, just a lesson in knowing where to – like, typically I just make flat, like – Flat unit bets, you know, like all of them are the same. That was a lesson in don't go big because all of my picks of, like, what do we call them, our locks, all of them just flopped, every single one of them. Yeah, you, you actually had the best record last year, 25 and 17, but 29 points to my 33 points on 24 and 18. So the locks matter. The beautiful thing is, though, neither one of us was 12 and 30. God, twelve and thirty, Luckett. I forgot how bad that he was. Holy smokes! And I think he actually improved. I think at one point he was like three and twenty-one. Yeah, he he, he did had, not start off great. I think he finished strong, if we're being honest. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you were nine, nineteen, and twenty-three, Scoots. I'll take that. I mean, it's not five hundred, but I'll take it. You want to be five hundred? You're five hundred. Sure. Yeah. Sure. We, but that was also... that was my first year, though. Okay, I was I was I was learning the system. You were twenty four. You had twenty four points, so you finished five off behind Roush. Roush was four off behind me. So you were you were in the thick of it there, J.K. I was. I was out. I was happy with it. And, uh, the, we'll, um, we'll see what happens if, this year. If Lucky gets off to another uh, historic losing streak, we're just going to change the name of the segment to Lucky's Losers because. A lot of people are wondering if Luckett's going to be our guest picker this year since he now just goes on any other radio show that asks him. Oh, is Luckett too big for PT's Picks of the Week? A lot of people are wondering that, Roush. A lot of people have been talking about it. So it's something that uh, I think collectively we're going to have to, to talk about. But do we want a 12-30 and 30 picker on such a prestigious segment? That's yeah. That's what a lot of people are wondering. So. Ooh, is this relegation? <laughs> yeah, well, remember that with Bring one Big year, Bag Dave back up. <laughs> I'm all for Big Bag Dave. He's a he's a horrible gambler too, though. But uh, yeah, we the two years ago you got cut after like week eight, so I liked that. You didn't like it, but that's fine. We'll we'll stay away from that. But we'll we'll think about it. If you got any suggestions for us on the Thornton's text line, send them on in 502-414-1450. I had a suggestion for Trevor that he actually followed up on. I've got an update on that that I'll tell you. Uh, just good old-fashioned Trevor Kelsey. We'll come back. We'll tell you about what he's up to when we return from the break. We've got plenty more football, basketball, U.K. sports, some recruiting news that is uh, that is big time, and then just national stuff. So don't go anywhere. we got a jam-packed show for you today on Kentucky Roll Call. Start your morning with some KRC on the Big Axe. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kaler. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Don't worry, I got an idea. An idea so smart my head would explode if I even began to know what I was talking about. Rappers stepping to me, they want to get some. But I'm the cane, so yo, you know the outcome. Another victory, they can't get with me. So pick a BC date, cause you're history. I'm the authentic poet to get lyrical. For you to beat me, it's gonna take a miracle. And Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, FM, 1450 AM, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. If you haven't popped into a Thornton's yet to start your day, go ahead and do it this morning. Get yourself a donut, fresh fruit. Maybe later this afternoon, you're driving by, it's going to be hot. You said, I deserve a slushie. Go get a slushie. Thornton's has it all. They're still doing the summer cash bash for about another week. Cash bash. And that ends September 3rd when they'll be giving away a 2022 Chevy Tahoe each and every week, $10,000 all summer. Just go to the Thornton's app, become a Refresher Rewards member. It's all free. It's all easy. Once you upload the app, it's all right there for you. Thornton's, it's the absolute best. Can't wait to get that new Chevy Tahoe. Really looking forward to it. Gas prices are down now, so driving that bad boy everywhere. Hey, luckily for you, Roush, you'll win that before I move to my new house. So now, now I know somebody with a truck. You can help me move. <laughs> Appreciate it, pal. So when's this when's this house move happening? And will there be um, a bed frame in in Scoot Scoot and Kalen's room? There will be a bed frame, absolutely. Um, I'm actually gonna sleep. So they just had this my buddy that just had the baby turn one. Um, so when she was born, his mom came and painted her room like all these jungle animals, and they look all realistic and stuff. So I think I'm gonna take that room when we nice. move Yeah. So I can wake up in the middle of the night and just see jungle animals everywhere. Be awesome. I thought for sure when you were saying, well, they just had a kid, so I'm just going to take the crib. Oh, the crib crib would probably work as well. I've slept in tighter spaces. They're, they're comfy. <laughs> they're, they're, they're absolutely comfy. Well, that's exciting. I do have some bad news regarding Chevy Tahoe's truck status, unfortunately. Uh-oh. It's not a truck. Yeah, but I mean, it's a large SUV. You, oh, it is an SUV. You're right, yeah. You you thought it was a truck, Justin? Yeah, briefly, yeah. Oh goodness, it is big. I mean, you can fit plenty, you can fit plenty of stuff in a Chevy Tahoe, but there is a roof. Right, right. You just put the seats down or take them out, and then you've got room for lots of boxes. And yeah. those seats go all the way back, don't they, Rush? Do they? Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. Send it on in. Text it on in. Uh, I missed this last night. John Calipari with partnership with Samaritan's Feet and Manny Ohonhomi. They're giving away 10,000 pairs of shoes in Eastern Kentucky. That was, um, didn't he spill that beans when they were in the Bahamas? I guess now they're just official. I didn't know that they were giving out 10,000 shoes. But uh, maybe they did the Samaritan's feet down there, so maybe he probably mentioned that they uh, did something up in up in so Kentucky. But uh, essentially, yeah. this is them saying, "Here's when you can get them," which is today, uh, from ten to two at Jenny Wiley State Park, and twelve thirty to four at Buckhorn Lake State Park. How do they differentiate who needs them and who who like actually needs them and who doesn't? People who don't need them shouldn't show up. Yeah, but so they would. They undoubtedly. They undoubtedly will. And I mean, that, is th- is that just taking advantage of the situation? Cal and their hearts so big that they're going to give everybody a pair. 
I, I they're think, not going to judge. I think if you were there, Scoots, you'll know that most people probably would need them. Yeah, there, I'm sure there's going to be a few knuckleheads, but but for the most know, part, if from, you're yeah. showing up to that, you're going to need them. Like you would think. No, I don't think they're going to be checking. You know, hey, did your you have property destroyed? Let me see your your papers. They're they're not going to do that. So if somebody does want to take advantage of their goodwill, I'm sure they'd probably be able to. But hopefully, Scoots, we don't worry about that. I've I've just gotten to the point now, almost in my life, where I just don't believe in people's good humanity anymore. You're just yeah. jaded. You're a jaded old man. Yeah, maybe so. Well, that's a cool move by UK. I know Cal is not the only coach that's going to be down there. Uh, plenty of head coaches, including the women's basketball coach. Uh is going to be there as well. So cool move by UK. Got to got to remember our folks in Eastern Kentucky. It's and still in Western Kentucky. The long, slow rebuilds ahead of both of those communities. So good on UK and John Calipari for for uh, for helping out, continuing to help out. All right, I tried to help out. It's funny. I don't know if they were listening to our show or not. Probably not. But the the Mike Rutherford show talked about the Nathan for you that we talked about uh, the rehearsal on mm-hmm. on yesterday's show, and I get a text me- a text message at ten thirty from Trevor. Twenty minutes into episode one of the rehearsal, and I'm I'm gonna quit. Like he's gonna quit watching, or he's gonna quit the Big X. He's quit. He's quitting watching. He's not. He's not quitting the Big X. Uh, Twenty minutes for a show, and you give up on it. Yeah, I can see that. That's wild. And Trevor's not a reality TV guy. Right. Right. But, it, I I could see somebody quickly like twenty minutes. It's an hour long show. I don't. I don't. The first episode. They're not all hour longs. I don't know how long they are. Some may be longer, but they're, the the last ones aren't an hour, if I'm not mistaken. I um, I would say that uh, Trevor has enough time on his hands where he can give a show more time. But I, I will say I am very happy that I gave the challenge more time because I, I the first episode was not a big fan and it, it, it has progressively gotten better. The fact that they blindfolded people and did Mario Kart with real cars where you got that was freaking blue. awesome. Oh my, I can't believe they did that. That was incredible. <laughs> That's the challenge. They do they do crazy oh. stuff like that all the time. Have they done that challenge before in other seasons, TJ? They haven't done that one. They've done okay. some like demolition derbies, but putting the the balloons on the back, that was straight out of Mario Kart. Yeah. That, that was, that was, that was awesome. Mario Kart battle if there there'd ever been some. But the blind <laughs> the, the running into the side of the walls and getting stuck, that was <laughs> Great challenge, yeah. Yeah, that, that oh, was good. Uh, but the reason I thought Trevor may, again, knowing that he doesn't like reality TV, and, and I, I, you'll learn that if it's like anything that has to be paid attention to, Trevor is going to be out on it, whether he says yeah. it or not. But he does a million other things. He's playing with his games. He's smoking. He's doing this. He's doing that. He's doing the other. But I am surprised that even in a reality-based TV show, he didn't find episode one funny. Uh I would recommend episode one, really an episode two to anybody because they are both hilarious, but it is, re- it is reality based. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm surprised by it. I'm surprised he gave up after 20 minutes. It's I, he's, he's, uh, 
he makes up his mind on stuff, and then it's just that's what it is. So he said going into it, he wasn't going to like it. He gave it 20 minutes. Uh-huh. Didn't like it. But 20 minutes, so he gave it enough time. Yeah. Uh, also, he took the time yesterday to crush Isaiah Briscoe, saying he told everybody that he was going to be a bad college guard, and he was the only one right about that. Um, wild, wild stuff. Big three MVP. Yeah, right? I just, I just wonder who, which UK point guards Trevor would think was good, because he also thinks Andrew Harrison was terrible too. Um, uh, may, uh, maybe he, he probably, do, do we think he was bold enough to say Tower Ulysses is bad? I don't know. That's, that's, you know, that's one that I would like his opinion on. Uh, knowing I, Trevor, he would definitely say Devin Askew. Was bad? Was good. Oh, knowing Trevor, yeah. Uh, I think he would even admit that Askew had, had his struggles there. But he was a big Andrew Harrison hater. I didn't know he was such a big Briscoe hater. That didn't come up when him and I were doing shows together. Briscoe had his limitations, but he was a good defender. And if he was your like backup guard or he was your three as a lockdown defender, pretty good, pretty good person to have. His he issue also, was not inbounds out of uh, seven on the out of bounds. Yes. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up. No, but in Briscoe's also big issue is he never played point guard because he had to share those duties with Ulysses and De'Aaron Fox. So and on top and on top of that, also with Jamal Murray and Malik Monk, also in the backcourts with them. So, oh yeah, and I played, saw, uh, he played with some good people. Yeah, and, and if he has the ball in his hands more, he's better as a natural distributor. Um, courtside films, they're big on like we'll just tweet out some random old highlights. Them and like the ball is life. People do it all the time. So I just got randomly got a Malik Monk highlight high school highlight reel on my feed yesterday, and holy crap, that guy was awesome. <laughs> yeah, he has one of the best high school tapes out there, Malik Monks. His was his was absolutely insane. Speaking of Tyler Ulis and Isaiah Briscoe, I've told this story before, but as a refresher for our KRC listeners, maybe some new listeners, I remember when he committed, I had a good relationship with his dad. Uh, he was always nice to me. Um, but we were talking, and it was the day that I think it was kind of announced that, like, yeah, Ulysses is going to be back. Where else was he going to go? And oh, Mr. Briscoe, he had some he had some takes that were that that were pretty funny. He was just like, he's coming, he's coming back. And I was like, well, yeah, you know, he's not he's not going to go pro. And he was like, but his stock's never going to be higher. He's just on a thirty-eight and one team. Like he, he's got to jump while the iron's hot. There's like clearly some deflection, as if I had some sort of say over Tyler Ulysses' draft decisions or not. He's like, well, does he not know that 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 Isaiah's coming in? And I was like, well, yeah, I think they're going after some other people too. And he was like, well, if he thought that this year was going to be the year that he was going to start, Isaiah's not sitting on the bench to a five nine guy. That's not going to happen. And I was just like thinking to myself, I was like, oh boy, you're gonna, you all don't know Tyler Ulis yet. Like, you're, that's cute. I, I would figure in AAU circles, you'd know, but you don't know. You'll find out when you get there. He is an amazing basketball player. Sure enough. Tyler Tyler Ulis started. Now Isaiah Briscoe did as well, and rightfully so. But that was th- those are funny. Some of the funny behind the scenes stories, Roush, you get in recruiting that you can't mm-hmm. really always publish at the time, but right. they make funny stories later. Which uh, I I I, ha- I wrote this down. I don't know if this is a good segue for it or not. But do you see, old Deputy Doofus was at it again. Uh, you know what? You can't get anything by the sheriff. All right. <laughs> 
from the guy that brought you Ashton Hagen's money phone and the Lexington Six. He has cracked and solved every case out there. I'm just happy he's finally digging his nose into the Chris Rodriguez situation. Uh, it's about time he did. We need, funniest, we need some answers. The funniest part of it all, well, the journalists won't do anything, but that's not stopping the message boards from speculating. It's like, yeah, that's what a message board community does, you dingus. Like, Louisville doesn't have one, really. Like, that's what message boards are made for, for speculating wildly. And that's what that person was doing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, that's what message board, that's what they do. Like, I don't, I don't, did, did he think, did he bring it, did he hire the gotcha girls and like think that he finally like nailed them because he saw somebody on a message board saying what they think is the reason why Chris Rodriguez is getting suspended? Because that's been going on message boards for months, buddy. Deputy Doofus just was, I, honestly, he must have just caught wind of it or like that. What what could have recently, it was probably the, your former ex-boss's rumors that like, that tipped him off to even something was going on. He always thinks he's the first one to stumble into something. Deputy <laughs> Doofus, that is. He always thinks that like, has people heard about this Ashton Hagen's money phone? The All he's doing is just trying to alert people to these rumors. He just wants more people talking about controversy at UK surrounding UK. And you had Trevor and Rutherford yesterday who maybe took a shot at you, Roush. I don't want to put words in their mouth, but they were talking about how there are media members that know what happened with Chris Rodriguez, but they refuse to report it because it hurts UK. Which Dude, first I wish off, I knew. <laughs> I, I don't think that is you at all. I think you have an idea of what's going on. But it's tough when they want you to be big-time Mr. Journalist, but they also just don't want people running with – they. But they, they don't want people running with rumors. Or they do, but they also want you to be Mr. Big Journalist. It's confusing trying to line it all up. I'll just add this, though, because I have to say it. Any of the Louisville goobers making fun of UK for keeping a negative UK message in-house, shut up. Just not coming from you all. Maybe an IU fan could make fun of UK for that, or a Western fan. But not U of L. Nobody at U of L can make fun of anybody at UK for messaging, protecting a program, doing all sorts of those shenanigans. Not the fan base to be the one to point fingers in that regard. Secondly, I did want to, while making fun of Deputy Doofus, it does kind of go back to a conversation that we at least touched on or skirted around yesterday. I do find it interesting that nobody's been able to really like crack the code and report on the Chris Rodriguez situation. And I don't take that as journalists not being able to do their job either. You don't think John Hale would love to I mean, have full-on Kurt, well, now Lexi and Harold leader scoop on all this? Actually, like starting a new job and being the one to break that story, it would be huge. It would be huge. But I, I, I don't know if it's the sourcing, the confirmation, what it is. But Kentucky's ability to be very quiet on this is not just for – the benefit, like it's, it's not just for the the butt slappers around the program, right? Like they aren't doing this just to be. We we can't have nobody can crack this case, if you will. Man, it, I didn't see this. A follow up to all this. Oh, 
Justin Rowland banned him. Justin Rowland banned Ty Spalding from Cats Illustrated. Because he keeps screen grabbing stuff for Deputy Doofus? Oh, boy. Oh, man. This is some drama. Oh, I need to know about this. Because Ty Spalding is technically a co-worker. He is. He operates the Louisville Rivals board, which I don't even know what it's what it's called, but um, interesting. And that is another thing too that when Deputy Doofus does that, he is taking like premium message board, which is illegal according to Rivals. I don't care about it. I don't know if Rivals has ever followed through with like a lawsuit or anything like that. It's certainly not a big deal. But from Justin Rowland's standpoint, he may not be overly thrilled with the whole thing. Uh, I don't think I've banning people I don't think banning people is going to work, but I I've talked to him about some of that before and he's like for the most part, especially if it's a screen grab, he's like I don't mind because it's promoting our website to people. Like here's what you can kind of get if point. you yeah. get a subscription here. Yeah. Um, that's, that's kind of a good so is is there any 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 story behind the the, the Ty Spalding ban? Do we have any details? No, I'll 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 reach out to sources today and and see what I can figure out on some media message board rumors. But yeah, that's all the deputy doofus is doing is just wanting more people to talk about a sketchy quote air quotes around that sketchy a controversial situation guarding UK, but. UK folks have known about this. We've been talking about this all summer. We've been talking about it longer than summer. And if Deputy Doofus's track record proves true here, ain't nothing to worry about, folks. Not a thing at all. So that's uh, that's that's good news there. Oh, Luke hey, loves Luke. it too. She's having a great time. Uh, Roush, do you want to get to some text or where do you want to go from here? Justin, any scoop or any insight on the UK U of L back and forth? You're, you're staying quiet. I wish I did. I was actually sitting here. Where do Louisville fans go for message boards? You never hear about anything like that. They've got uh, their rivals page 24 seven. Those are their two big ones. Not a ton of communication and activity on those message boards, but there's some Isn't that right. Gotcha. I usually uh, see stuff uh, pop up on the 24 seven board. Of them complaining about Jody Dimley, um, who oh yeah, he gets twenty four seven message board. He gets, he gets roasted. Uh, poor Dimley, he's a good guy though. Yeah, but Dave, Dave put some good stuff on that Rivals one. He he stays plugged in. Well, like me some good old Dave Lackford. Rivals was dead for years. The U of L side of things for Rivals page. Ty has done a good job bringing it back. In large part, you're also right, Roush. Uh, Dave has helped, so they're getting they're getting a little bit of a community there. But it's it's nothing like the UK message boards, at least not up to this point. That could be a good thing, could be a bad thing, because you see a bunch of dinguses on the UK message boards. But it's just an outlet for people to talk and have fun. And if they've got opinions or theories on things, Roush, that's a place where they can go out there and put it. And Deputy Doofus will screenshot it and act like it's uh, big breaking time. news. Yeah, yeah I, I love to that. It's like, what are you, what are you getting out? Of? Do you think that's actually <laughs> what happened? Well, he's also trying to play journalist to the journalist by just screen, like doing the opposite of journalism, just screen capping a rumor. <laughs> and and you know, you've heard other people say that rumor too, um, even if right. it's true, not true. Uh, you, who? I've got my own takes on even that, and maybe an hour or two we can get into more of that. But it's a 
There's, there's, yeah, a lot, there's a lot to take in, even just away from actually what may or may not have happened. But that's that's the rivalry for you, Roush. Yep, yeah, yeah, that's the rivalry. And uh, Deputy Doofus, he's got to find some time to interject. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is talking season. We've got 11 more days until Kentucky football returns. We're going to get a little sprinkled this week with week zero. Northwestern, Nebraska, and Ireland. We've got Illinois, Wyoming. I mean, just, I mean, when you think college football, you think Illinois, Wyoming. And then the, my favorite, Twitter, Twitter Sunday night between 10 and 1 a.m. is going to be lit with Hawaii and Vanderbilt football takes. So we get that, and then things really get going the following Thursday throughout the entire weekend. So um, we're, we're, we're inching closer, as you said earlier. And we need to inch closer back to the Thornton's text on 502-414-1450 is the number you text in. We read it on air. This texter says, I'm extremely concerned about Tavian Robinson being our only proven pass catcher going into the season. No amount of spin will make me feel otherwise until I see it for myself. Well, what if I told you that there was some person who said that Robinson had a bad drop in practice, but in the scrimmage Saturday... But the freshman did it. Would that get you worried, Texter? I, I think to their point, their their point is Yeah, I'm still worried. I think their point is though, TJ, is they that's the wide receiver room take that we had until Wandell Robinson got here, where it was, I'll believe it when I see it. We've been jaded so many times about drops and everything. I and and that's a perfectly reasonable take. Yeah, I um feel like we've talked about wide receivers a lot. Wandell was certainly, I think, a little bit more proven than Robinson at Virginia Tech. But if you remember, and I was totally wrong on this, I thought you'd see Robinson use a healthy amount, Wandell Robinson, used a healthy amount in the running game, and that didn't really happen for the most part. Uh, he was an incredible pass catcher and wide receiver for the Cats. So uh, you're all right. We did talk about it. We were wondering what it was going to look like. There were some concerns. Ended up not being a big issue. I think we'll have the exact same yeah. situation. He, Tavion Robinson's not going to be as good as as Wandale, but I think with other guys stepping up, we're not going to – it's not going to be week seven, and I'll say you've got no passing attack because you don't have any wide receivers you can trust. I don't think that's going to happen, but I mean, that's what talking season's for. We'll, we'll, we'll be and, proven and right or wrong. The thing is, too, TJ – Recruiting rankings, uh, people like to get mad over the little details, but if you look at them on a macro picture and you set bars at like top 300, Kentucky's got three top 300 prospects in this room, including a top 101 in Barry on Brown. And actually, it might even be four with Jordan Anthony. I'm not sure. He's close to that line. Um, but that's just better than that's ever happened at Kentucky. I think the only other consensus guys in that ballpark were Lim Bowden, Wandell, and maybe one of those 14 guys. But I know Snodgrass, Blake Bone, and Baker, they they were, from a composite standpoint, they, they varied greatly from rivals in 24-7 when their rankings came in. The recruiting rankings, that they, they might not always be 100% correct, but they get them generally right. And so – the the talent there is just better than it's ever been. I, I think that's undeniable. You might you're you're still probably going to get some drops, some inconsistencies because they are freshmen. But I mean, we UK put out the video of that Dane Key scrimmage touchdown. That's just next level kind of play. 
that's that's the kind of stuff that should get you excited as a Kentucky football fan. Yeah, I can't get enough of the highlights. I wish there were. I wish every day I could soak them all up. Uh, and KSR had some good highlight packages as well. So good stuff all around as we get excited. Wide receiver room. It's a you're gonna have to prove it to a lot of fans, but I, I think they've got just like Roush said, the the people, the bodies, the recruits, the players to do just that. Hour one done. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call coming up next. We've got a lot of exciting things to get to, a full Thornton's text line. we got to tell you about our friends at Salsaritas and Shady Rays and everything else going on in the world of Big X Sports Radio. This is KRC, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen back after this. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Sports Radio. 1 FM, 1450 AM, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning. Hope everybody's having a great start to their day. Make it a good one. We got a lot to get to in hour number two and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of fun stuff. Uh, where would you all like to start this hour? I would like to start by wishing everybody a happy, happy Taco Tuesday. Happy Taco Tuesday, everybody. Yeah. You know how I like to celebrate Taco Tuesday? How? It's Alteritas. Go over and see Mr. Blue Powerade. Get some of that. Uh, I, I like the soft shell tacos, Justin. Uh, steak with a little guacamole and hot salsa. Uh, how, how do you do your tacos at Alteritas, Scoots? I, I'm a big soft taco guy as well. You know, and I was telling you last week that I try to switch it up and get something different at Alteritas every time. I have not had... Hard shell tacos, so maybe I'll make that move today. Ooh, that'll be a good way to change up your Taco Tuesday. You can go to either one of their two locations. Uh, they have one with a drive-through on Shelbyville Road in Middletown, and also a nice outdoor patio at the location in St. Matthews on Hubbard's Lane. Just download the app before you go. You'll get some Salsaritas bucks. They'll probably give you free chips and queso. They're giving away stuff all the time. Do yourself a favor. Celebrate Taco Tuesday at Salsaritas. Okay, I love it. I, I, wacky idea Wednesday for Salsaritas. Call it the ghost taco. You can maybe Ooh. do it in October. Instead of, because Scoots, if you try their hard shell, it's very similar to the soft shell, it's just harder. Well, I know that. I know how a soft taco and a hard taco works. Okay. Uh, this isn't taco 101. This is KR, K, KRC. It's just a it's it's a little crunchier. The top, instead of it being like a soft tortilla, it's a, it's got a crunch to it. Man, like a hard shell. That's the you're difference. Just, you're just a wealth of knowledge, my friend. <laughs> That's the difference between the two. The ghost taco, however, though, Roush, is and you gotta you gotta know salseritas to know what I'm talking about here. You do a taco, but the shell is like made out of their wildly addictive chips. 
And the reason it'd be called a Ooh. ghost taco is because literally once you took one bite of it, the entire thing would crumble apart. Uh, so it'd be more of like a taco salad with a chip shell because their chips are so delicate, Roush. They're so amazing and they're so good. I would still like, oh, make it really small, little like mini tacos in the side of the chip. Now we're now we're kind of encroaching closely on just nachos, I understand. But the ghost taco idea, Salsaritos, 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 think about it. Just think about it. I would venture uh, to say, TJ, that their chips and their hard shell tacos are the same. They're not. They're not the same type of tortilla? Or you could do a different shell just with the salsarita seasoning for the chips on it. Oh, now that's there's an idea. I also like the idea of putting uh, soft shells wrapped around. Like you're just making a cheesy gordita crunch out of it. You know, like that that, that idea is... uh, That's probably... Of all of the kooky things Taco Bell has come up with, that one should be ubiquitous at every Mexican eatery establishment. And Blue Power Rates. Yeah. Love that Blue Power Rates. Can't forget the Blue Power Rates. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. We'll put a pin in the ghost taco idea. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Get it in. We'll read it. Always a good time. Rob Doster says, major college basketball news. Don't, don't, don't fall for it, everybody. He did this last year, and then it was just like, oh, a podcast with Jeff Goodman. Just, just don't, don't. He did, did the same thing with college football. I don't normally break college football news, and then it's a podcast with Trevor Knight and some other has been Big Twelve quarterback. Just, just don't fall for it, folks. Don't fall for it. Yeah, I, I, I wonder. I wonder what it is. I'm hoping it's a letdown, though. I'm hoping it's nothing major. Because, like, what, what what would it be major at this point? Like, is and also Rob isn't exactly a scoop guy. Really, the biggest news that could happen is if the shoe dropped on Louisville or Kansas after years and 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 years of investigating. Yeah, and they paid the piper. He says he's expecting it to drop Tuesday or Wednesday. He says it's a game changer. If this is just another stupid podcast or him making fun of people that don't have a podcast downloads or enough Twitter followers, we're going to have to just ban him off Twitter. Those are the rules. You only get so many strikes. But something to keep an eye on. I, I, I don't – yeah, unless it's a punishment thing, I don't know what else could be big news game changer. Maybe a coach stepping down. That could potentially uh, be pretty big, or coach yeah. announcing like, this is going to be my last year, maybe. But also, don't know if Doster would have the scoop on either one of those things. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't either. Doster, he's a take guy now. He's not a scoop guy. That's what we've learned about the House of Twelve or House of Field of what, what Field of Six Field of Sixty Eight Dragons. They're they're take they're 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 take guys. Um, I guess Goodman will still. Break some news during the coaching carousel, but they're, they're take people now. Doster's a national guy, right? Yes. yes. Okay. But he's kind of a goober, for being honest. <laughs> Just the reality of it. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Send them on in. We'll read it on the air. Uh, we'll go ahead and get a few out of the way here, if I can find them. Mm-hmm. Made my first eagle on that short par four. Awesome course. 
the par three across the bluff is pretty cool too. I saw something that looked like another course, but I, I didn't know if it was a par three or what the deal was. Uh, Sleepy Hollow, that golf course mm. that I played. I thought it was Shady the, Hollow. Shady, yeah, Shady, whatever Hollow. Sleepy shady Hollow. Head of those horsemen. Sleep. There is a Sleepy Hollow in Oldham County, but Shady Hollow. Uh, I don't even know what technically what county that is. What it, what county we we're in? Because you go through a million Edmondson, Hart. Harden, and also, folks, shame on these counties for being dry counties. <laughs> shame on them. That that is ridiculous. Mm. In the year twenty twenty two. I was in Hardin County, Roush, and pop in a gas station, a grocery store, even, and notice that there's like no beer, so it's clear that they don't serve beer. And I say, I was like, "Are you all specifically just don't serve beer?" Because Hardin County is not a dry county. And she was like, oh, honey, it is a dry county. And I was like, you're telling me I could go to E-Town and not get a beer. That is just not true. I'm in E-Town all the time. I don't drink beer in E-Town all the time. But you see beer signs. You see them at gas stations. Wow. I was like, there's no way. I cannot believe Hardin County. <laughs> so I think what she you had to, she you had like, to be in E-Town. Yeah, that's what she said. She was like, I thought all of Hardin County was a dry county, but you're right. Now that you mention it, you can drink in E-Town. There's an ordinance where they can sell. And I was I was going to look it up, but didn't have service. I wasn't going to look it up there. I, I trusted her and believed her. But just wild that that's a reality of counties in Kentucky. Yeah, it's always best to err on the side of caution and just load up on beers before like a lake slash bachelor weekend. But man, I... Yeah, I you, I would have thought I, I, I Hardin County. What are you doing? You have a military base. I guess they probably can on the military base though. Like Fort Knox people. I, yeah. I would assume that's federal, so it's different. Uh, I don't man, know. That's that's shocking. I didn't, I didn't know, know that was that. a thing you could do is be like, hey, the county's dry, but we'll let this one city in the county break the rules. Can we do that with like sports gambling? Can we just say, hey, some counties can just break the rules, <laughs> or some cities can break the rules? Because I'm I'm all for that, but yeah, that you're right, and I and I know better not to. I know once you get to some of those Lake counties in Kentucky, you could get it could be tough to get beer at some of those places. Uh, just I figured I'd be safe in Hardin County, but not the rural parts of Hardin County, supposedly. I um I had a conversation with uh, somebody who went to Center, and they were on campus when Danville transitioned from wet to dry. And they actually said that it was more fun when it was dry just because to to go like to to drink and to have a good time it was it was an event whenever you had to like all right, we all gotta like the, the whole process of having to drive you know forty five minutes to go across a county or two lines because I think I think you actually had to go through two counties to be able to buy beer uh it was. It, it made for a fun day, fun weekend. I'm sure it wasn't inconvenient, but it also made it a, a drinking a much bigger deal when you went to go have those big party days where everybody's drinking sort of thing. So I thought that was interesting. I was actually, like, when I was in uh, high school, we visited some friends that were there, and we had a blast um, and, and went through the whole rigmarole. So I, I can kind of see some of the charm in that. It would eventually get tired. But I, I do see the, the charm in having to drive out of a dry county to go across the county line, load up on booze, and then drive back in the anticipation for the big party. 
no. Sorry. No, no charm involved in that at all. Uh, more charm would be just driving down the road, being able to pick up a six pack and then and be home. But well, uh, we're also thirty. Like transport yourself back to being twenty, and that's that's, that's true. You're right yeah. about that. I, I the charm in it for me is that like I do like local governments making policies that they want. Like if they want it to be a dry county and they've got the votes for it and people aren't being like silenced and voices are being heard and it's not just a few old men running things, although far too often that's usually the case. Uh, if that's what the people want, I'm all for it. And I can complain and whine about it, but it's their, it's their, it's their place. They can make their own rules for stuff like that. It's still surprising to me and it is certainly an inconvenience, but that's, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that if that's what the people want. Now, that's the issue with sports gambling and casino gambling in Kentucky is the people do want it. It's just the people in charge have too much power and they don't want it. It's a minority of the people in charge that it's a majority of the people that are in charge that do not want it, although the majority of just Kentuckians do. And that's yeah, it's, a, it's a minority rule. It is. Right. It's, and, it's, I, and I'm it's, anti that, but yeah. I'm all for if the people of Hardin County, Hart County, Edmondson County, if you say, you know what, we're just not big alcohol folk down here. We don't care if it we don't we don't care for it to be sold. I disagree with it, but I don't live there. That's their place. They can well, do what they want with it. And can we I mean, can't you change these rules to where it is up to county by county basis? I feel like that's not that difficult. Uh, I don't think it is either. And I, I you know, I you could talk to our parents, Roush. You go back 30 years, and the dry counties around Kentucky. Are, there was a lot more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you like Tennessee, Kentucky, and then, you know, parts of like Alabama. You just get in kind of that that religious belt region. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's – Bible belt's the term you were looking for. I, you know, I, I don't want to pick one good book from the other. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Dexter on the Thorns text line says, uh, Will Levis's mom played soccer for Yale. And his grandfather coached football at Yale. Ah, great athlete. Great athlete. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yep. Ivy League. Wow, this rehearsal show sounds terrible. Thanks for recapping the entire season so I don't have to waste time watching it. My thoughts exactly, Dexter. <laughs> I don't know what you all thought that I said made it sound terrible. I, it's incredibly thought-provoking. It's also the first two episodes are hilarious. That is just factually true. So the first I, I, two episodes are funny, but then it just kind of turns into like it makes you think. But I guess people like Scooch, you just don't want you want your brain to be on idle as much as possible. My thing is, I was only half listening when you were giving your review of it, so <laughs> maybe I should go back and listen. Well, and <laughs> that's always good from the producer. I think the other part of it too, TJ, is any of these quirky comedy like awkward s scenarios. HBO had a similar, and I, I wish I knew what it was called, but it's like one guy shoots it all from his point of view, and it's it gets very weird, very bizarre. Like he does a whole thing on people who are trying to uncircumcise themselves, and it's some of the most bizarre TV. What? And yeah, yeah, it's 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 one of the wildest episodes of television I've ever seen. This this um, has nothing to do with that. I can I can assure you. I can assure you that. But it's it's a similar genre where it's reality, bizarre, quirky, awkwardness, and that's like it's hard to take heavy doses of that at one time. Um, yeah, this isn't this isn't that though. I, I, this is reality. Is, this is reality comedy 
that in the show, like while they're producing the show, it takes a turn that they did not expect. And it is a pretty thought for provoking turn. It's, well, it, and, and it's and that's, and that was, that's the same thing with this show. And I, I, if somebody knows what I'm talking about, they'll give me the name of it. It's very similar where a show starts in one way and then it takes turns every time and it gets your mind all screwy. It, they're very similar in, in their, but just different people. Um, but the genre is similar, and I think that genre is just only for a certain audience. Roush, I don't anticipate anybody texting in telling you what that show's called. Yeah, well, I don't think that's a show. <laughs> well, it was also a recommendation for my former ex-boss, so I'm sure there's some overlap Venn diagram from people um, in in both lines of yeah. The the circum the redo circumcision show on HBO. That's just one episode of it, and that's the crazy road it. Um, it goes down. Um, oh. Yeah, it's um, How To with John Wilson is the name of this docu-series. And it's it's crazy. It's absolutely bananas. And you don't know where the shows are going to start. Uh, if, TJ, if you like the Nathan for you, you're going to like the How To one. I, I Trust trust me. If, if you're <laughs> telling people to trust you, it's one of those that's crazy, thought-provoking, wild rides. And I think there's about seven or eight of them. Yeah, I, so executive produced by Nathan Fielder. So that's interesting enough, as is. Um, I'm not going to watch the how to do the circumcision one, but I just did a quick Google search, how to remember your dreams. I'm a fan. Like, that's interesting. Well, that's I, the thing. is It's about how to remember your dreams, and then it goes completely off the rails and then somehow gets back to the original message. Um, okay. Yeah. like that. Right. It, the first one, I think, is called How to Scaffolding or something like that. Out. And it's it's a wild it's just a wild ride of like all right this is kind of boring and then just something crazy happens that that's the premise of the show okay i would yeah. say the the rehearsal more comedy oriented before it gets into just like some child acting practices uh but yeah i'm i'm all for recommendations new shows don't always get around to watching them but like hearing them how to and it was on hbo okay Gotcha. How to with John Wilson. I'll make a note of that. Um, I had something else that I was going to bring up, but let's just go on to the text line. Maybe I'll think of it. Texter says, Fauci retiring. Sheesh. That's Sheesh, a big that's one. A big one. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that, Scoots? It's a big one. That is. That is. I mean, how, how are we going to get our COVID knowledge now? Man. Does anybody else know what's going on with COVID? Just one of the worst of the worst. <laughs> he recently said that uh, that the right is dealing with distortion of reality, conspiracy theories that make no sense, making it look like they're trying to save lives. Trying to save lives is encroaching on freedom. I'd say the only conspiracy theory and the distortion of reality is telling people that little paper mask is going to do something to stop the spread of COVID. And then allowing people to feel comfortable with that or telling people that the shot was going to not let them get COVID and then make them have a false sense of reality of going out in public. And then as many people who got the shot understand, uh, you definitely still could totally get COVID with it. I'll now that now that he's retiring, can JCPS get rid of the masks? Um, who knows? It's absolutely wild that they still have a mask mandate going on. One of just a few places in the country is doing it. But good riddance. Adios. Mm. Congrats, Fauci. Have a fun retirement. Um, thanks for being a public servant for 50 years or whatever. You were literally one of the worst people in government in the history of the United States. 
totally destructive. And for the people that didn't get to say goodbye, to, for the people that didn't get to say goodbye to their loved ones Ooh. on their deathbeds, you are uh, going to be held responsible. And I look forward to when the Republicans take the House and Senate, making you answer questions on your BS, quote unquote, science. That wasn't true. He's the absolute worst. <laughs> Gosh, DJ, I didn't know we were one America roll call. That's <laughs> yeah. Just criticizing. What was Fauci right about, Roush? Just give me one thing. I'm not over here just like demonizing the guy. He's, he, he deserves to be demonized. He killed no, people, he not. ruined lives, <laughs> he ruined businesses. He is he is one of the worst people. Uh, and he couldn't even make a good first pitch. Couldn't yeah. even make a good first pitch. Jesus, my goodness. You let me know what he was right about, Roush. You, you got all show to think about it, buddy. 502-414-1450. I'm what? never going to be that big of a jerk to somebody who is trying to do their job well. He did it horribly just like he did um, with HIV. I mean, he was horrible. He was horrible every step of the way. Um, I mean, the same guy that said mask wouldn't work just three weeks later was like, no, masks absolutely do work. I didn't want people to rush and steal them all. Well, uh, let me just say, TJ, if you want people to take your take seriously, I would just – temper them some because oh, i don't care if they take it seriously or not you're not the audience you're not the brainwashed sheep audience i'm trying to convince otherwise there's a lot of people that understand this whole thing was just a a, a joke a joke and he was the the front runner of the joke he was the one that was promoting just destruction across america <laughs> i'm just saying that, that that's not a good way to get people to to how so? Agree what, with you. what would be a good way? I'm giving not you a chance, I'm giving the you a chance to talk about his achievements. Because, like, when you talk, about, I, I don't, I don't pay that much attention to what Anthony Fauci is saying or what he doesn't. But I do. But my, maybe, maybe you're in the wrong here because you don't know, and well, I do pay attention to it. So maybe I'm in the right here, and I do. Whoa, whoa, whoa. time out, time out. His name's Anthony, not Doctor. <laughs> I had no idea his name was Anthony. He goes by Doc Fauci. I just, if you want, like. There's a lot of people who just turn their radio off or they quit listening to the podcast. We're like, the biggest destruction person of the world. Like you're not, you're not, you're not making any points. You're just saying that it was an extreme opinion that you disagree with, but you're not having any counters. That's the that's no. The, and I don't care about counters. I'm just telling you, if you frame your conversation a certain way, then all I'm going to do is just laugh at you because I can't take it seriously. Like that. That's my point. Like, uh, you know, okay, well, I'll wait for you to say one good policy that he had that helped save lives and did something productive. Uh, we got 30 minutes, so I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to because I'm yeah. not even going to entertain there's it no, when you're no, calling him the destructor not, of the world. Like, he, frankly, it's, TJ, it's, 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 it's insulting to talk to people in that way. Like, I, I just be, think be, be insulted, but you can't have a comeback. So, you're like most people on the left, you just don't want to hear things that make you feel uncomfortable. Uh, that's the no, reality. I, just, I don't know. <laughs> TJ, like, uh, really, I'm not going to waste any more energy talking about COVID and like what Fauci's policy was and how, because I just, I can't, I can't waste energy and time on stuff that happened three years ago or whatever it was. I'm moving on and I'm not going to spend any effort looking into the science. And this, was he right? Was he the worst person ever? I don't know. And I can't do anything about it. So I'm not just going to be angry and call somebody the worst human in the world when I think his intentions were good.
His intentions okay. were I don't 100%. think he was I don't think a doctor was out here actively hoping that people would die from this worldwide pandemic. I think he was overly cautious and did he misstep? Probably. But I just think it's ridiculous that you can get so fired up over this stuff and like want to just be a jerk to him about it. I just I I I can't yeah. find it in my heart to care about that. There's not anybody on in America that deserves more people. Roush, his policies did not let people say goodbye to their loved ones on their deathbeds. That wasn't right at the time, and it's certainly not right now. His policies wanted to make people have to show papers to go have a restaurant with their family. Kids have to show papers. This is an America in 2020 and 2021 and 2022, and he was the overseer of all this, and two years of hindsight, and you're still just like, we got to move on from it. We shouldn't be mean to people about this. They were not, they were forcing people to get fired from jobs. They were going to have OSHA come into businesses and tell people, if you don't follow our medical science, you're out of a job. And thank goodness that got shut down because it just would have been People went through high schools. They're still not having normal high. You and I talk about our high school and college experiences every day. Thousands, tens of thousands, millions of kids had that taken away from them for no reason, for none. No, no. no. And but here's the. But I, I think that the reason is that a pandemic started. It happened. People were trying to do what they thought was best, and it was wrong. Maybe it was wrong. Maybe it was right. But I just, I, I'm with you. But in like, summer of 2020, we had the evidence that schools needed to be open. Kids weren't being impacted from this. Masks weren't doing anything one way or another. Shutdowns weren't doing one thing or another. It was a virus that was out there. And you would hope that the most senior medical professional in all of the country would be able to put politics aside and say, listen, this is a risk. Some people are in danger, especially the older ones, especially obese people, especially people with more comorbidities. That being said, kids, go live your life, have fun. You should be safe. That was the that was the science early on. But instead, we're two years later and there's still kids being masked in America. I'm still passionate about it, clearly. If you disagree, I'm cool with it. I wish you just had more opinions besides like, you're crazy. That's no, no. Well, it's just when you when you start off with the haymakers, people just won't listen to what you just said, which has some like, oh, well, I can see where you're coming from, TJ, if you list this stuff out, but like people like it, it, when you just come off the top with a haymaker well, well, how how else am i supposed to respond but just laugh and want to move on with the conversation you can laugh and move on with any conversation you'd like you you're not hurting my feelings um but i do i do appreciate the radio advice on when to give hot takes and when not Way to blow up the text line, guys. 502-414-1450 says, Roush, we often hear about C-Rod and Ramon Jefferson, but what about Jaton McClain and Lavelle Wright? Expected to hear more, especially for Wright, to be more important piece in this year's offense. Well, that's mostly because Jefferson is... Here's the thing with RB2s. I just don't know how they're going to get all the carries. Jaton McClain is clearly the pass catching specialist um and Lavelle Wright is the guy that had to miss a few practices so we just didn't hear from him for a while so I don't know how ultimately they're going to um different like you know split up the carries but I do think Jefferson will get you know 15 whereas the other guys might get between five and ten during throughout games I don't think I've been as excited to see a running back at UK 
since probably like maybe boom. Um, just like in terms of you hear a lot of good things. It's kind of exciting. What could he bring to the table? Of course, this is a little bit different because you're getting a much more grown adult and you only get one year of him where boom was younger. Um, but you know, he was electric and was going to make some plays. So I'm excited to see what he can bring to the table. And it sounds like he'll have a few, a few games to be able to, uh, to be the, to be the featured back if he can go out there and seize it. Uh, the running back position with Rodriguez, without Chris Rodriguez, it's really as, as interesting a position, maybe with the exception of wide receiver, as UK's got going on this season. Let's go to our last break because we're long overdue for that. Yep, let's do it. We'll come back, we'll wrap up the show. We'll have to probably go through text messages relatively quickly. Uh, but weirdly enough, that last conversation has the text line just going bonkers. So we'll be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin. you never find nobody better than me. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. What are you doing, dude? You're terrible. Stop whining. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call on a Tuesday edition of the show. Tuesday, Roush, Justin Kalen here on the Big X. Get your text in. We're going to finish up the show with just the text line today. Unless there's any other quick hitters we need to get to, Scoots or Roush. Um, there's new updated 24-7 rankings that had Justin Edwards third, DJ Wagner second. Ooh. Um, yeah, and I believe basic uh, – I had it up in front of me a second ago, but Kentucky I think could get five of the top ten uh, in there if, 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 if the rankings ended today. So not too shabby. Not too shabby. That's not, that's at, not bad at all. Yeah, and they're not and they're not done either, which is exciting. Uh, yeah, I never heard of the guy that's now first though, Isaiah Collier. Yeah, um, it is. It is kind of. I don't know if I can ever remember a year where there's been so much fluctuation with top players. Like mm-hmm. you know, I don't know where Aaron Bradshaw was, but some places had he was fourth, like eighteenth or something like that. And yeah. then people were talking about he may be the number one player in the class. I was like, that's just not something that happens where you could have so many people vie for the top spot and really have as much controversy or debate around who really is the best player in the class. Normally, I hate saying this, normally a sign of like a weaker overall top of the class when you have so many people that could be, there's, that means usually there's not just like a bona fide, unbelievable, here's your number one pick in the draft sort of stuff. That being said, it doesn't mean that it's not – it can't be a really good class. It may just not have that sure thing. Regardless, bad class, good class, medium class, I want the players near the top of it. Calipari's doing that this year. That's, that's what we love to hear. That's what we love to hear. Um, but we actually haven't heard much as of late. I'm wondering when recruiting will kind of pick back up. Like what, what time of the year is that? I guess when is in October they can open things back up and they'll start having people on campus. You'll start hearing more visits in September, and certainly that that bleeds into October. Then you kind of get back into decisions in November. Uh, so that's that's how 
but with like Wagner and Bradshaw and UK targets, I don't know. But that's just kind of the normal trend of normal calendar. You, yeah. yeah, when you'll start hearing more recruiting news, you'll get the visits in September. Go to home football games, stuff like that. You get midnight madnesses and all that fun stuff in October, and then they can start signing on the dotted line in, in November. So you get the commitments around there. So we'll see. Uh, there's a good chance Kentucky may have o- almost all but one player signed up by the fall class, or you know we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. But I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, yeah, and you know who knows with DJ Wagner. There was also. Uh... A brief recruiting update on the football side of things. Kendrick Gilbert, who's four-star, top 350 kind of prospect uh, from Cathedral. He he said he's announcing soon. He caught up with Steve Wiltfong, and there wasn't a lot of details on that other than just he gave quotes about Kentucky and Purdue. So Any good, Anything good? Sounds... Sounds like Kentucky's in a good spot. I feel good about Kentucky, but I don't know when soon's going to be. I thought it was going to be last week before his season started. So, um, yeah. Let's get back to the Thornton's text line. Um, The the person direct messaged me. Yeah, they messaged me too. Okay. Um, Norton Commons is where this person is going to potentially propose maybe this weekend. I I wonder what you said to him, Rash. I said just act like there's like a little band playing up there, or like you know there's they're doing a little patio jam session. You just wanted to go up there, grab a beer, and see it. Boom, that's how you get her there. I, I was like, how do you have to try to get someone to Norton Commons? There's like a thousand restaurants over there. Don't you just go eat dinner there and then like go for a casual stroll afterwards? Yeah, you could say that there's like a stupid homerama event out there or something. You want to check out? Like you just want to see cool houses? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. It's pretty easy to get somebody into Norton Commons. Yeah, it's, it's not that not that big of uh, an ask. Um, a texter on the Thornton Sex Line says Matt Jones said the C Rod thing is something that ninety percent of people would have done. So now it's not about showing up to work, but he also said it could make the university look bad. For what it's worth, Matt and Shannon said they wouldn't suspend him at all if they were in charge. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm not going to speculate anymore though because I just I, I don't know and I don't. Like, I'm not – playing detective is not going to get me to the bottom of this case over air. So, um, it's interesting, but I, I don't, I don't want to try to be detective on air for something that I'm definitely not going to figure out. Well, we have more time. I wouldn't mind talking, like, if it is something like this, would you suspend them on that? Because it is still summer radio technically, but we certainly don't have the time for it today. And if we end up not doing that, that's perfectly okay, too. A texter says, Luckett mentioned that Kyle McCord was on his potential UK or QB transfer list. Who else is on the list? Yeah, and he was a guy that I uh, stumbled upon too. Just, I mean, just go look on a depth chart of one of these really good teams and look for the five-star recruits, and not all of them are going to win the starting job. Like, So that, that that's the strategy. There's not a lot of science to it. I think the most scientific thing you could do is five-star quarterback gets recruited over in the next class, that sort of deal. Because um, Quinn Ewers could have pushed him out. He, that might not be the case anymore after C.J. Stroud leaves. I don't know if the younger guys behind him will, will be able to beat up McCord at Ohio State. It's, uh, I, I just love the most likely the weapons of wide receiver for an incoming quarterback to be able to salivate over. It would be a sweet spot. You got a great offensive line, hopefully, we're assuming, you have plenty of options in the backfield, most likely, uh, almost certainly. 
you are going to have incredibly good, talented, young wide receivers. It's going to be a nice – you're in the SEC. It's going to be a solid landing spot for some quarterback that wants to jump on it. And at Roush, probably safe to say they're maybe pulling some strings behind the scenes as early as now possibly, or do you wait till you can start watching some football? Mm, I, I think you would – it would be unwise to not at least have a – a list of potential names. Yeah. You know, I agree. I agree. you got, yeah. you got to be prepared. You got to be like three steps ahead. Stuff like that. I'm not saying Stoops is calling up quarterbacks tomorrow or anything like that, but you're right. You got to have a list and you got to be keeping an eye because that's debatably going to be your most important recruit. So do your I'm homework sh- starting as soon as you can. I'm also sure that there are people who are handlers, you know, whatever it may mm-hmm. be have already made contacts at other schools, you know, like doing the initial contact before, you know, the ball really gets rolled. That's what the handlers are for. A texter says, back again for my daily realignment text. I'm from Big Ten country, so this is a hot topic in my group chats. Do you guys think that Sankey would have anything up his sleeve to counter the recent Big Ten moves? I can't imagine he'd sit back and let Kevin Warren lead the charge to the future of college football. No, I, I agree with you. I think that Whatever the SEC is planning, they're going to be they're going to be on top of it. They're going to have a plan. They're not just going to let the Big Ten pass them by. I, I I still I just I wouldn't be shocked if somehow the SEC ends up getting Notre Dame, and it'd be awesome if they did. He said at SEC media days they're not going to be responsive and reactive just to be responsive and reactive. I think he's got a plan in place, mm-hmm. but. I, I just don't know which steps come next. Is it trying to, to make the changes for playoff expansion? Yeah, I, I, Is it renegotiating a TV deal? I, I don't know. Um, he's eventually going to do something, but I don't think immediate expansion uh, expansion is in the immediate future. Yeah, and you may also just want to let Texas and Oklahoma marinate, see what that looks like, yeah, what the yeah. college of – or what the future of college football looks like once they kind of get settled in. Is the SEC still dominating college football championships? Yeah, they're, they're, you can take a somewhat patient approach, but I, I refuse to believe they're just going to let the Big Ten become the, the IT conference, despite a nicer TV deal for the Big Ten. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how things are going to shake out. A lot of unfinished business there. John here. Good morning to all. Guys, I'm crazy excited. I'm also selfish. First off, Stoop said he's not giving up anything, and they're – out to win every game, which confirms my idea that the football cats will go undefeated. So that's national championship talk, cat attack style. Hey, call this wishful thinking, but I wish I was I wish the Rodriguez suspension would be only two games. So I guess my question is, are there those two bad takes that I have? L's down and suck it, Big Ten fans. Well, got to go talk to you later. Wow, Big Ten fans. Can't like to see that. Um, I don't think UK is going to go undefeated, John, as much as I would love it. Uh, I would love that, but I don't think it's going to happen either. Hope you're right, though. I say we blame the lack of food on Fred Calgill. It's got to be his fault. Yep, that's a good point, Texer. Really good point. Where did we not have food? At the uh, luncheons. Yeah. Yeah. Going to a luncheon without food. <laughs> all media is going to have to suffer based on Fred Calgill's frivolous mm. lawsuit. Um, didn't we play a team a few years ago that picked and choked? their suspension games three conference non-conference game suspension for c-rod yes it was mississippi state it was the guy uh is it willie gay who starts i want to say for the texans now he uh he had a six game suspension for cheating in class 
and they just were like, all right, we'll we'll we'll, we'll pick the ones that we want to play him in a nut. And then he played against Kentucky and got ejected for targeting like immediately. <laughs> mm. oh, crazy stuff. I would love if you gosh, people would freak out. It'd be so funny if UK came out and they were like, listen, what he did was pretty serious. And that's why we're giving him a three non-conference game suspension. <laughs> That would be so funny. You get to play in the swamp. The fourth non-conference game would be Louisville. It just <laughs> <laughs> I would I would like I would honestly respect uh, Stoops. Oh, home. so it'd, much. It'd be so funny. I, I've 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 always dreamed of being the team that doesn't give a damn. Like we used to give Louisville crap when they had like uh, Willie A. Williams and stuff like that. Uh, in with Petrino back in the mid two thousands. But who really cares if they're good and they don't get into a ton of trouble at U of L? Like. You know what? So be it. Oh, it's just a defense mechanism for worse programs to. Yeah. Right. And again, I don't want a team that has you know thirteen people on it that have DUIs and stuff like. Like ideally, you clean that stuff up. You don't have people getting in fights and doing that silliness. But they're huge teams. Accidents happen. People make mistakes. Whether you're eighteen or if you're older, people make mistakes all the time. But yes, that's what that's what inferior programs do. They they're in trouble and nobody's talking about it. Shut up. Deputy Doofus. Did you guys know Kentucky football has not won an SEC West road game since Auburn 2009 and has never won a West arrest a West road game under Stoops? Makes me nervous about the old Miss game. Well, yeah, that's uh, a pretty wild step. Part of it is because they only play every other year. So Stoops has only had what five. I guess it was different in that COVID season. Um, and it would have changed if the refs called Chris Rodriguez touchdown and Chris Rodriguez touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, th- th- that's part of it is you just don't get that many opportunities. And one of them was a top 25 Texas A&M team that you lost to in overtime. Like, they, they haven't gotten blown out in these. Um, and this Ole Miss team is a little bit different. But that is that is going to be a big one. Uh, that's got to change. I mean, again, you're stuck with Mississippi State. That is what it is. The schedule is going to start changing, so you'll have more opportunities, although SEC West may be extinct by then. But, yeah, it's something that will that will need to change. But you also got to think no SEC West road wins since 2009, and UK's had two 10-win seasons in the last four years. It means you're getting close. How do people not understand the Nick and KSR football lean? Nick and Walker say all the time that Cal doesn't let reporters in or talk that much to the media. Of course, they're going to be harder on Cal compared to what someone that hosts their radio and clearly leaks info to them. Big football here, but I can see the clear bias. Oh, yeah, no doubt about that. You're going to be friendlier to people that are giving you information. That's just 101. Yeah, yeah and we I call people, people that talk to you and people that don't. You don't feel as obligated to stick your neck out for them because you don't get the information that you maybe once did. But also, like, I'm going to be the first to admit it. Like, oh, I'm not sure. going to yeah. try to hide back. Like, the, the, the Brad Crawford guy always irritates me because he won't admit it, you know? Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I'm willing to admit that I can at times be a mouthpiece for the football program. But you know what? That's kind of my role, right? Like, that's, that's how I'm doing what I'm doing is because I'm the KSR football guy. I'm going to have a bunch of football opinions. The problem is, TJ, is typically – like this is one of the last week was one of the first times where somehow that was pitted against basketball. And I'm a Kentucky basketball fan. I've I've been a Kentucky basketball fan longer than I've been a Kentucky football fan. Probably I don't know, but I want them all to do well. But we somehow got pitted against one another, and that made things uh, that th- made made things uncomfortable last week. 
It didn't need to be a pitted against each other sort of deal, but you cover football. You're probably going to lean more talking football. That's uh, there, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think I like about you, Roush, is while maybe you could do it more, I don't know. I, I have no instances off the top of my head besides maybe the Terry Wilson quarterback take, but like you will, you'll, speak poorly of UK football if they need to be spoken poorly of. If you've got recruiting concerns, you say that. If you think they're going to lose a game, you say that. Yes, you're biased. We're fans. We That happens. But I do think Roush does a good job of, of, of talking negatively if it needs to happen. So it's, yeah, not, it, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. That, that's a huge difference, I do think, between UK coverage and some other places. Yeah, and um, I even was surprised at Look, it's uh, left tackle take because I was a little bit, I was more surprised than he was. I'm a little worried. He's like, ah, if you got one bad one, you can work around it. You just can't have two. So, okay. <laughs> That's supposed to make us feel better. I'll take your word for it. But uh, is TJ explaining hard shell tacos to JK or intern or ex intern Jacob? <laughs> I got a good laugh about that. Um, yep. I have Justin's big business venture lined out, and it's Scooter's Coffee looking for franchise owners in central Indiana. <laughs> I, I am looking for a job change at the moment, but I'm not moving to central Indiana to make that happen. I, I see the Scooter's Coffee's places all around, and I they've, always think of you, Scoots. They've popped up a lot recently. I, I've tried their just regular dark roast coffee once. It was fine. No, it's no Thornton's Coffee. Just depends if they get on as a sponsor, if it was really fine or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so or I'll save that for another day. Hardin County is called moist, which means certain types of businesses can sell or serve alcohol. Cheers. Thank you for letting us know. When Rough River was dry, we had to drive to Tell City, Indiana to get alcohol about an hour and a half round trip. Jeez. Jeez. I mean, at that point, it's probably quicker for you to just oh, go to Louisville. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. The show is how to with John Wilson. Yeah, yeah, we end up figuring it out. It, I'm telling you, TJ, it's that that shows a wild ride, and it's um, but you can only really watch one a night because it's just a lot, a lot happening, a lot going on. Yeah, the dreams one seems super interesting. I'm, I, I I'm all for it. Uh, do have, have any of you all been watching Hard Knocks? Uh, I watch them a few days late. Um, yeah, I, I watch them late too, but it's been good for the Lions. I was not I've this guy. But not watching Scoots. I've never watched it ever. Ever. Have you, you've never seen one episode of Hard Knocks? Not one. That's nuts. That's I will nuts. when the, if they ever come to the Steelers, I'll I'll be that's must watch TV for me. But I don't care about. It's I, cool I just though. Like it's kind of you know. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Stuff yeah. That you don't get to see all the time, but it's just yeah. it's just always teams I don't care about and they suck. And I normally am like I'm with you, Scoots. That I like I'll watch an episode and be done with it. But for whatever reason, I've enjoyed the lines. I, I don't know if it's just because Green Bay always beats them, but I've 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 liked it. The texture says, opinion call. Oh, we know what part of the text line we're getting into. Tone of voice war call. <laughs> Nick has been brainwashed from that quack, says one texture. Uh, TJ, so the shot helped save my grandmother's life, but I guess the shots didn't help. The shots helped. They played a role. They just shouldn't have been running into businesses and forcing you to roll up your sleeve to stick it into your arm. The shots helped serious conditions in the first strain of COVID but they clearly did not stop preventing COVID like they said, which I also think is problematic when you have trusted medical officials saying you get this shot, you're good to go. And then people went out there and they weren't good to go, but they did help save lives in the sense that older people, obese people, 
that shot helped them not die. That's important. You just didn't need to go around to everybody because that shot was not one size fits all. And you're seeing a huge repercussion of people having negative effects to, uh, including people I know, negative effects to the shot. But um, that's just my take on that. Uh, Texter says, TJ, or uh, not elected Dr. Fauci, good riddance. Nick is a sheep. Ah. Keep going, TJ. This is great radio. Indiana Tim here. Suck it, Roush. <laughs> TJ, you're growing your audience on Fauci. You're spot on. If others would have educated themselves on the subject too, they would agree. And, and I have been like, I have been weirdly obsessed with this just because this reaction is history. Like what we just did is people will be talking, as long as America is a country, people are going to be talking about the COVID 2020 reaction panic and all that stuff. And Yes, I can be sympathetic to the unknowing. I was from March till, I don't know, like May. And I was even all right going into the fall having to wear a mask. I just wanted football to be played. But that's the reason I've been so into it is because, like, I cannot believe this stuff is actually going on. This is stuff you read about in history books. And instead, we're living it. A texter says, TJ just made me turn off the radio. His take is idiotic. Another person said, tell them, TJ. And there's a GIF or a GIF or I don't know what it is. Another one says, TJ, the mask hurt, the TJ, mask not hurt, but for you to say the shots didn't help, the symptoms is just off. TJ's whole stance is based off him not wanting people telling him what to do. I do not like people telling me what to do. You're right about that. Also, go look up some of the methods of other countries used during COVID. TJ, USA wasn't that bad. That's that's not a good enough rap. Like just because we didn't lock people in their rooms and punish them by going to jail like China did. Uh, that doesn't make it okay. We really should look at what other countries did, like Denmark and other European countries that had never closed down schools, never stopped schools, and they just kept rocking and rolling. It's pretty. I got a friend in Taiwan, and he's like, he works there, but he can't really bring his wife and kid there because of the COVID restrictions. He's not going to see him until Christmas. Yeah. I can't imagine. That's, can't that's imagine all that long. Crazy. Still, really strict mask mandates in Japan, which aren't working because they're having one of their worst COVID outbreaks. And then it is. It seems like more Asian specific sticking with COVID protocols, where your Europe is moving on. Africa never did anything with it to begin with. Central South America hardly did anything with it to begin with. Um, America's slower than most European countries, though, moving on, which I think has been a little bit surprising. But nothing. I mean, this whole COVID pandemic has been wild. A texture says, "Go off, TJ. This is why I listen for our COVID takes. How about that?" Just say, okay, Fauci's whole purpose was to over-respond to something that Trump was trying to be measured, and it cost him the election. Um, I, I do, I mean, I think COVID did cost Trump the election just because of what people did or did not know. But that's a conversation for a different day. Roush, TJ is right. Don't be dismissive. Listen to Craig Travis, and you will hear why he's correct. Oh, Fauci is getting out before Washington flips back, and he gets proven wrong. No, I'm not listening to Clay Travis. My my whole point is just like I don't I don't have the time and energy to invest into this. Like I just I just I'm not. Yeah, yeah I, I, then that's fine. You don't have to. You, you people need to focus on what makes them happy or what they're passionate about or what what captures them. And I would just one more thing that I'd add. I don't you know I don't want to be compared to Clay Travis. He's he's been on top of the COVID stuff for the most part. I do agree with him there. But I crush Republicans in our state. Like I I tried as best I can to call it like I see it. And the COVID stuff, folks, not right or left. It turned into that. But that was just wrong. 
it was just wrong. It was mean. It wasn't the right thing to do. I get being careful. But I, listen, Republicans in this state are not doing a great job in terms of some of their areas. That being said, I'm also glad Bashir didn't have the free reign to continue to send cops to churches like he did early on in the pandemic. A texter says, I have to stop listening to this show if I'm getting this worked up. Hey, it's good to feel something. Now, damn it, y'all got me triggered. <laughs> That's what we try to do. Robert, happy birthday, fellas. That's weird. I thought we shared the same birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, Robert. Hope you have a great day, buddy. Oh, happy birthday, Robert. Well played, Robert. That was, that, was, that was pretty smart. I love it. Is it wrong that all I can ever think about is Hot D? Ever since Sunday, all I want is more is Hot D. I said the same thing. I was like, the fact we can't binge this, Roush, is... Uh, it stinks. Oh, I love it though. It's it's a feeling we rarely get, and I haven't gotten since the OG Game of Thrones is just wait having to wait that week to get the new hot D. It is. It's exciting. We did we released Kentucky Thrones Radio yesterday. A little rusty. I was disappointed with like I just got mixed up on names. I should have been a little bit more prepared. Um, but it was really fun just to talk about it again. So hopefully mm-hmm. you'll go check that out. We'll be better next week. Do it. Do it to it. I think by law, if you propose in Norton Commons, you have to be a swinger. Not judging, though. <laughs> That's a good text. I listen to Matt Jones, and his stance on this is flat wrong. He, for years, bashed Louisville media for keeping their heads in the sand on L stuff, and yesterday says if it's bad for the program, you shouldn't report on it. If he really said that, that's wrong. Yeah, but I, like, I don't know the nature of it, so maybe he can't report on it because he doesn't know the facts of it. Like, I, I don't. Then there like, could be some truth to that, that you don't want to have a false report be out there. But I, I do think that, like, if, if you're a media member and you blatantly cover up negative stories, then you're basically being paid by the university at that point. I don't know. It's a, it's, I, I, I don't like that. Texter goes on to say that he doesn't want to lose access to Stoops and the big dog, so he's consistently running cover. That's not a good look, in my opinion. You should just report the truth. If Stoops and Vince get pissed about it, then they should do a much better job controlling their team. I will just the, – the other thing, too, you have to consider, Matt, like the bar for breaking news, but there's a big difference between him and newspapers. So, like, I understand him wanting to wait till others do it because his, his bar is much – easier to surpass than others yeah yeah these situations they're they're complicated and we don't know what people know or what's actually true so it's hard for us to say what people should or shouldn't do when we don't really know what they know or don't know and what they may know may not be true or what they may know may be totally true it's tough for us to have opinions on stuff like that remember that time five minutes ago when you were just casually talking amongst yourselves while pretending you were going to read all these texts. I remember hashtag sidetracked by the eternal, never-ending culture war, although you didn't actually do a hashtag for that. A texter said, today's show smelled like dragons. hey We're out of time. We went long. Uh, summer radio. We'll be back tomorrow. The text line, I'm sure, is going to be amazing. Uh, any other things we missed, Scoops? And she'll do anything for the limelight And we'll do anything when the time's right Uh, baby, you're making it Oh, that, 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 that don't kill me Can only make me stronger